Welcome to Graceful Living, where we hope to inspire you to live an abundant life full of God's grace. I am your host, Danette Emma Karen, aka Coach E, teacher, life strategist, and your personal CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer. I am so glad you're here. Sit back, relax, and let's get inspired. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Graceful Living. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for making this your place to learn, grow, and be inspired. So our topic today is entitled, Take Your Life Off Pause. Do you feel like your life has been on a pause? We are going to talk about that today. And I have the privilege of having a special guest joining me today, Tashana Williams. And Tashana, my friend, would you introduce yourself to our listeners? Tell us a little bit about who you are. Hi, yes, I am Tashana Williams and I am a missionary at heart. Um, I do a lot of mission work and I try to encourage um, other singles, regardless of whatever their life passion is, to live their life to the fullest. Wow, so single and still out here doing things, huh? So you're not waiting around, right? Not waiting around at all. Not waiting around at all. So I am sure there are things you may have done as a single woman where maybe before you thought, I would wait for a life partner to do this and that, but now you find yourself doing it single. How did you get to that place where you made that decision? I won't wait. Well, really it was me surrounding myself with um, others who were living their life abundantly. And because they had an abundant life, they challenged me to also start living my life and stop waiting for someone to come before I start living. So um, it's been a journey. It took a lot of healing. It took a lot of exposure to different cultures, different people, people in different circles for me to uh, break that stagnation in my life and to start moving on with my life, regardless to whether I had a partner or not. So why do you think your life was on pause? Was that conditioning where you kind of grew up believing, this is how my life is going to go. When I get to this age, maybe I'll have a partner and then life would go this way. How did you get to the place where you were in that waiting before you took the steps to move forward? Well, I, it was definitely conditioning. Uh, a lot of it came from me growing up in church, 
although in my natural life, I was moving, I was um, working in my career path. Um, I went to college, was college educated, working in my career path. When it came to my spiritual um, side and spiritual upbringing, the church a little bit made me feel maybe they didn't do it intentionally, like I still wasn't complete. So even though my star is shining in, the, uh, in, my, in my career and people are respecting me and I'm over people and training people and teaching people, when I get to church, it's like, you're still not complete because you don't have this family or this man in your life yet. So you're not really a whole woman. And that really put me in a place where regardless of my success that was happening um, in the natural world, I was really in a place of depression to be honest and just sadness and just, in, just not being content um, at all. And it really took people in my life. I always say I have a team there's several people, it's not just been one person, but it took people in my life to tell me to start living your life and stop waiting uh, for, for this uh, event to happen for you to feel validated in some way. Thank you for sharing that and for your honesty. Do you think this is a common situation in the church? Have you come across other young women or young men who have this same concept or idea that they've been conditioned to believe until you have a partner, you're not fully complete to move forward in life? Oh, absolutely. It wasn't until I began to speak up, um, the Lord let it on my heart to um, do a book. So I started, I wrote a book. I wrote a book about being single in the church. And I thought that this was, I'm just gonna tell my testimony in here and then I'm going to get married like next year because God told, told me to do this. So maybe I have to do this to do that, but it did not happen. But what I found out was um, there were a lot of people in my shoes. A lot of people were suffering in silence. They were, on praise teams if they're in the church or they were serving in the church in various capacities but they would share with me hey after I read your book I too go home after services where everyone seems happy and I cry myself to sleep or I go home crying this is true these are men and women have shared the the, the level of isolation and loneliness so I started to understand that this really is an issue that we have to bring to the forefront in order for people to live their life, um, the full life that God promised us, whether we have a spouse or not. So a lot of people, a lot of people have suffered in silence. I've talked to pastors who are single. I've talked to ministers who are single, choir directors, single, and all of them had the same um, the same testimony where they haven't even shared anything with anybody. They were just suffering um, all alone. So 
I do, I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to, to write that book. I believe it was God's way of just touching his people individually and just letting them know that they were not alone. Wow, that's tremendous. Um, now is that book still in print? Is it still available? It is in print. Um, I do have to uh, reorder. It's in print. It's not in stock. So I do. It's it's been a few years ago uh, when I wrote that book, but I definitely want to get it back out there so that people um, can be able to purchase it and start to heal. It is a book about healing because I really needed to do a lot of healing to be the person that I am today. Yeah, and I want to come back and touch on that in a bit. But did your knowledge or understanding that there are many people going through this situation, did it prompt you to do anything else like form any networks, coalitions, and so on, so that people have a venue where there are others like them that understand them, they can share together? Absolutely. I started an organization called Singles in the Church, and I wanted to make sure that it was not um, a particular church or a particular, um, you know, set of people, particular group. I just wanted fellow believers or people who believed in Jesus Christ, Christians, um, to have a place where they can be encouraged. So we started the forum a couple of years ago, uh, we started to encourage people. We give positive messages. It opened up the door for churches um, to start asking us, me, to come and speak and share. Because even pastors shared with me, I had never even thought about this being an issue at all. I never thought that it would be a problem. So from there, we've been, we've, our most recent thing is we've started singles profiles, uh, which may seem out of the box, but um, we want people to meet. And our last um, person that we did, um, he reached out, he reached back out and he, he was like, thank you so much because I'm so busy. Um, I've had good success. I've met some good matches. Um, and many people did not know that I was even looking. So that was another stigma that happens in the church. People see you busy and they see you doing this and that. And they think, wow, you're so full of, um, you're already fulfilled doing God's work, but sometimes you're not. Right. Busy doesn't mean satisfied, right? Absolutely. And, and that goes for married or single people. Sometimes in the church, we get so busy and some, I think there are times it's a means of compensating for what's missing in in someone's life they fill it with busyness so they won't feel the isolation so they won't feel alone so they won't deal with the issues that are in their lives they just stay busy you mentioned earlier that you had to go through healing talk to me a little bit about that what was the specific area if you don't mind sharing that you needed to heal in order for you to take your life off pause? Well, honestly, um, there were things that were said to me that caused uh, very deep wounds. Um, for example, one day 
my pastor's wife, who did not mean anything by it. She said, um, there was a, a, a young lady that was next to me and, and I was standing there and they knew also my desire to be married. And the young lady had just had a baby and she looked at me and she said to the young lady, and she was even younger than me, she was maybe 20 years old, right? <laughs> so she was very young. And she said to her, um, you're a woman, you came, you, you came to, when you first came to this church, you were a girl. Now you're a woman with your baby. And so I'm sitting there like, I'm <laughs> not a woman. Uh, so it was, it was things like that. Um, and you have to understand in the church, there's a level of isolation where you can't speak to people. Um, a lot of times, others' husbands, you can't say, hi, ah, people kind of get their eye on you. So you live in this little bubble a little bit where it's the church is family oriented. Uh, everything is family, family programs, family, you know, everything for kids, husbands, wives, you know, and that's all well and good. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but it was causing um, some deep wounds. So I'm like, I don't, you know, Mother's Day comes and, you know, they give all the mothers. Uh, one day they took all the mothers to dinner. And so, you know, no, no child and, and no husband. So uh, what did we do? So it was some, it was a lot of just self-doubt, you know, a lot things that I held in where people would slight me or they would say things and I just held it in um, and, and just kind of suffered in silence uh, by myself. But it wasn't until, you know, I really started to travel that I was able to see that I, I have something to give to the world. I, I have something, there's something in my womb if, it's not a baby. There's something in my womb that I can bring forth a life into somebody's life. And that changed me. Um, that really, really changed me. Um, being able to talk to young people overseas and train the ladies. I trained a group of young ladies in Rwanda um, just about having their own businesses and doing something um, you know, productive and not just waiting um, to get married, to start doing things. Like I, I told them they could start a group right in the church where they could start selling things because I, I do sell things on the side. You know, I, I do some freelance graphics. I do a lot of different things to keep myself occupied using my natural gifts and talents. So once I started to get out of my box of church and I started to see the world, I understood that I'm carrying something um, with purpose that somebody needs and I don't have to be married yet to, to give it to them. So it was very, very um, healing when I started to um, see that my life could impact somebody without me not being married yet or not having children yet. I want to apologize to you and to other singles. 
um, I've not always been married. I was a young woman, not married, but I, maybe I did not internalize some of the hints about Mother's Day and so on in the same way that you may have. Because like you, my goal was I want to be married. I grew up thinking that, not because it was so much drilled in me, but it was a personal desire. So I think I miss, um, maybe I felt lonely when it was Mother's Day. I don't really remember because I've been married for a long time, but I never thought about how isolating those days are for people who are not married or not a mother. Um, I know Mother's Day might be for people who are married or single and don't have children, but I've not really thought about it, you know, in a big, broad spectrum way. There is no singles day. Right. There is Father's <laughs> Day. There is Mother's Day. There's not even a day for married people with no kids. It's just about being a mother or being a father. But like you said, if you are a nurturer in any way, you are mothering, you are caring for others. It doesn't have to be a natural baby. And you said when you got outside of the box of church, you were able to see that there is more to you. Do you think this issue of you're not whole until you're married is just a church issue? Or do you think it's in Western culture? Traveling overseas, do you see the same issue in other cultures? I don't see um, a lot of young women who are who are single. A lot of young women get married very young, whether that's their, of course, I'm in Western Africa and then, you know, other parts of Africa. So um, they, they still get married young. They still depend on the man. But in our Western culture, we have the ability, and not saying that they don't, but we have the ability to go to school. We can develop our own careers. We can do, we have, you know, greater access to education. So I think it's more of a it's more of an issue in in Western culture than it is in say like Africa. Not saying that everybody's married, no. Um, but a lot of them do get married young and and then they don't have as much requirements. Sometimes we have requirements right we have requirements especially when we've gone to school or we we're living our career we have a few requirements like we probably just won't settle or just take the first person going and I'm not saying that they do but when you're when you don't have any requirements except somebody brings your parents a, a dowry it's, it's uh, two different scales, really. Yeah. So. so in the Western world, we a college-educated woman, for example, would want maybe somebody who is also educated and the income level and so on to kind of match a little bit more. Absolutely. And, and, not, and it doesn't have to necessarily... We, we emphasize, yeah, because we have to go out, we have to make it. Mm -hmm. So we do put a little bit of emphasis of on 
are you doing something right yes. now in in other cultures the women really don't have to do a, a lot in the career side they cook they clean, you know they kind of take care of the homes they're being trained to be a home you know care caretaker of the home but in, in the western culture we teach our girls you can do anything you can you could be powerful you can do all of those things and and that's what we grow up without that ceiling believing that if a man can go to school and and be an engineer then i can go to school and be an engineer right so when we get to marrying age we start kind of looking for somebody in our um our field and also in our spiritual life so it's kind of a two-edged sword sometimes mm -hmm. to find both can be uh hard definitely sometimes you find one who is accomplished in the spiritual things but not in the natural or vice versa where they're achieving naturally but not spiritually it gets tough now are there other ways you think people put their life on pause besides waiting on a spouse what are some other things or some other areas where people put their life on pause like they're waiting to live abundantly yeah absolutely i think uh, another way people put their lives on pause is traveling or seeing the world or um, just getting out of their neighborhood they're not or moving 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 out of their city moving out of what they know and what's familiar and their circle, their church circles, or their um, their friendship circles, those all of those uh, can be deterrents when it comes to uh, moving forward. Because if you don't see anybody around you that is moving, sometimes you're not moving either. You're comparing yourself with your circle, and that's something that I always um, was very passionate about. I wanted to be not the dumbest person in the room but I wanted to surround myself with people who were smarter than me. And that's what challenged me. That's what got me to moving. Uh, people who pursued education, people who pursued travel, all of those things influenced me because I looked at their life and I said, if they can do it, then I can do it regardless. So I think our circle really is what keeps us from moving forward, moving out and taking our life off pause. Sometimes you have to meet new people. You have to go to a different workshop. You have to pay for that seminar, all of those things. And I'm a big like motivational um, like listener. So I listen to like a lot of like Les Brown and E.T., the hip hop preacher, all of those people. I try to expose myself to uh, people who seemingly are living an abundant life and they don't have to be in a church setting um, at all. And I think as we listen to those uh, messages or as we read or as we do those things, it begins to transform our, what we believe is possible. When, <laughs> when you pull that rug off, like, it's, that's one thing that Les Brown says too. He says, um, I may not be able to say that I can do it, but it's possible. So the, the possibility 
opening the door to the possibility makes you live a full and abundant life. And sometimes you just have to see somebody else doing it so you can know that it's possible. I wish everyone could hear this, what you're saying right now. What's possible? Change your mindset on what's possible. And if you don't see it, sometimes you don't know. If you're in the same circle every single day, your realm of possibility is one thing. And until you break out of that circle, then you never know what else is possible. You have to expand your mind. There's a scripture about enlarge the, the place of your tent. Expand what's possible in your mind. It starts with our minds. Don't you think so? Absolutely. Absolutely. It does start with our minds. And sometimes we have to see it in our mind's eye in order to um, manifest it or in order for it to really come to pass. We do have to have an imagination. And sometimes that, that means opening up a book or that means looking at somebody else um, doing it for you to get the jitters out and say, okay, I'm gonna do it even if I'm scared, even if I'm alone, I'm gonna still do it because I see that it can't be done, so. That's right. Um, you say, do it if you're scared, right? Just get out there and do it. <laughs> and make the preparation to do it. So if you're gonna take your life off pause, the first step is to touch that pause button, whatever your pause button is and say, okay, I'm choosing to live forward. I'm choosing to move forward. Then you have to take the steps. For example, with you traveling overseas, you had to get a passport, right? Yes. You had to make the connections for whatever mission trip you want to go on to make it happen. A lot of times people will say, yes, I want to do it, but they refuse to take the steps. Now, was it difficult for you that first time to take action for your first trip that you did overseas by yourself? Was it difficult to take that limit off and say, yes, I'm going to do this? What was that process like for you? Oh, yes, I was uh, afraid. I, the literal uh, butterflies, all of those things, I was afraid. I was afraid. I had so much fear. And then there were people around me who were projecting their fears on me. Like, what, what if you get over there and, and they take you and they and you never get back. And then they, they'll send me articles. This is the truth. People were sending me articles of people who like went overseas and they got injured and people couldn't find them and all of those things. So it was a lot of um, fear. I had fear all the way up to going into the airport on my first international trip. And I believe God uses people. So, the lady that took my ticket, uh, the, the airline person that took my ticket, that checked me in, she said, oh, you're, you're going a long way. And I was like, yeah, I'm a little nervous. And literally all she said is, you'll be fine. And all of my fears just went away. So all the way up until getting to the desk, I was afraid, but after that, I understood that people do this every day. <laughs> like, 
by themselves. <laughs> so I can too. So <laughs> and I and I did and I have been loving it ever since. I really have no fears at all. So you have truly enlarged your territory. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So what would you say to someone who currently has their life on pause for whatever reason, this is your parting word to them to help them to shift out of that place of complacency. What would you say to them to get them to shift out of pause and to start living abundantly? Well, honestly, you have to assess yourself and you have to do the necessary healing that you need to do in order to move forward in life. So sometimes that means therapy. I'm very open. I, I took uh, counseling. I was counseled, Christian counseling, or we will call it Christian. I don't think I went to as far as a, a Christian like therapist, but like Christian leaders. And I said, this is what I am going through. Um, this is the emotions that I feel. I'm feeling depressed, all of those things. And I got counsel. Um, and you have to admit that first. Whatever, whatever has you stuck, you have to admit, this is what has me stuck. Once you do that, then you can start living your life. So you have to heal. And the main reason you have to heal, because even if you get enough strength or motivation to go into that new place and you're not healed, you're still taking your old you into a new place. So you're, you're the, the way you see things, the way you perceive things, it'll still be from a broken filter. And so after I healed... <laughs> You know, I can see abundance all around me. Even if people are poor, what we consider poor in the United States, I'm looking at them, they're smiling. I'm looking at them, they're out. They're thriving, they're waving. This is abundance. They are living their life to the fullest. They're happy, they have joy. I don't know where they're gonna get their next meal from, but they're not stressed out about it. They're just like, okay, I'm gonna get my next meal and they're living their life. And that's one thing that I, I learned after I healed. I could see abundance as maybe not just a career or maybe not just a big uh, position in an organization or not just going around and speaking at all these churches and being on flyers. That's, that's not really abundance. Abundance is how you live every day. And so that is what I've learned. And that is what I would encourage anybody. Please, please, please get the necessary help, attention that you need. Get out of your circle, <laughs> two, <laughs> number two. And then number three, you have to start taking steps of faith if you really wanna get to where you are destined to be. You have to move your feet. In the last few moments, you said some very impactful things. Admit where you're stuck so you can heal. Because if you don't, you're still seeing the world through a broken filter. That is tremendous. And then you said, once you're healed, you can see that abundance is all around. But when you're broken, you can't see that. 
what we call abundance is not really what abundance is, which you so clearly stated. It is all around. We, we just sometimes mislabel things as if I have this, then I'm living abundantly. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. This has been a blessing. And I know someone will benefit from this conversation. Abundance is all around. Get the healing that you need. Take your life off pause. Move your feet. Move your feet. Walk towards the purpose, the destiny that God has for you. God has not put your life on pause. You have put your life on pause. Tashana, thank you so much for joining us today. And I know that you will continue to walk in abundance no matter where in the world God takes you. You will live abundantly because you are seeing through healed eyes. Right. I Thank love you, you, my sister. I love you too. Thank you for having me. To each and every one of you, it is my desire that you receive light to walk your path today. And until the next time, keep walking. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you will know when a new episode is posted. Remember to connect with us on our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at HelloGraceful, F-U-L-L. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you are leaving today with a few nuggets as you walk in steps of grace.